0: Blog Talk Radio. And while sitting there autographing books, a minute black woman came up. The only question I heard from her was, "Are you Martin Luther King?" And I was looking down writing, and I said, "Yes." The next minute, I felt something beating on my chest. Before I knew it, I had been stabbed by this demented woman. I was rushed to Harlem Hospital. It was a dark Saturday afternoon. That blade had gone through, and the x-rays revealed that the tip of the blade was on the edge of my aorta, the main artery, and once that's punctured, you drowned in your own blood, that's the end of you. It came out in the New York Times the next morning that if I had merely sneezed, I would have died. Well about four days later they allowed me, after the operation, after my chest had been opened and the blade had been taken out, to move around in the wheelchair in the hospital they allowed me to read some of the mail that came in, and from all over the states and the world, kind letters came in. I read a few, but one of them, I will never forget. I had received one from the President and the Vice President. I've forgotten what those telegrams say. I'd received a visit and a letter from the Governor of New York, but I've forgotten what that letter said. But there was another letter that came from a little girl, a young girl, who was a student at the White Plains High School. And I looked at that letter, and I'll never forget it. It Said simply, dear Dr. King, I am a ninth grade student at the White Plains High School. She said, while it should not matter, I would like to mention that I'm a white girl. I read in the paper of your misfortune and of your suffering, and I read that if you had sneezed, you would have died. I'm simply writing you to say that I'm so happy that you didn't sneeze. And I want to say tonight, I want to say tonight that I, too, am happy that I didn't sneeze because if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1960 when students all over the town started sitting in at lunch counters. And I knew that as they were sitting in, they were really standing up for the best in the American dream and taking the whole nation back to those great wells of democracy which were dug deep by the founding fathers. In the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1961 when we decided to take a ride for freedom and ended segregation in interstate travel. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1962. The Negroes in all Bennett, Georgia decided to straighten their backs up. And whenever men and women straighten their backs up, they are going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it is bent. If I had
1: sneezed...
0: If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been here in 1963. The black people of Birmingham, Alabama, aroused the conscience of this nation Brought into being the Civil Rights Bill. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have had a chance later that year in August to try to tell America about a dream that I had had. If I had
1: sneezed,
0: I wouldn't have been down in Selma, Alabama, to see the great movement there. If I had sneezed.
2: Yeah. I'm okay. So much, ladies and gentlemen, that is listening to the Wiley Show. That was none other, Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, today, we're still celebrating Black History Month. It's uh, February six, two thousand seventeen. Six days into Black History Month, and so on this broadcast, we're going to make sure that we play a piece of any civil rights icon, anybody that contribute to our history. So I decided on today to play Dr. Martin Luther King's speech if I have sneezed. So if you want to get more information on that, I will post that on the Wiley Show page. So on today's broadcast, I have with me none other. I have um, the CEO of Project X. I'm going to bring him on now. We're going to get this review started. And we're going to talk about... Um, the corruption City Hall, and what must be done. So, sir, Fazo, none other. Mr. Fazo, the CEO of Project Six, sir, thank you for coming on the Wiley Show.
3: No, thank you for having me, Mr. Wiley. I really appreciate it. Yes, let me give you a round. Of applause. And it's just a,
2: a, 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 an honor and a privilege to get someone on that. That is involved in exposing, I would say exposing the corruption in City Hall and corruption in government and on the state level as well, because we need warriors like that. So can you let the folks know why did you get involved in that, in corruption? What, what, what made you fascinated to get into that part of politics?
3: Sure. Well, you know, my career has been based in law enforcement. Um, I spent um, many years being a police misconduct investigator in New York City, went to law school at night, and then became a prosecutor in New York. So I've always been in law enforcement. And then I transitioned into becoming an inspector general, both in New York and then in Chicago. You know, law enforcement people traditionally think, Mr. Wiley, of just, you know, cops and robbers and, and people on yeah. the streets. But the reality is uh, – you need law enforcement and government also, and an inspector general does that. He's the guy or she's, she's the guy who uh, makes sure that your people who work for you, your, your government <laughs> officials, whether it's a sanitation worker, whether it's an elected alderman, aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be looking out for your best interests, not wasting your money, your taxpayer dollars, not engaging in corruption or fraud, and so when they don't do that, somebody's got to check on them, and that's my job. To make sure that yes, these people are a- doing what they're supposed to do, they they tend to forget, Miss Wiley, that working government is a privilege, not a not a right. And so, hmm. especially some of our elected officials, forget that they were elected, you know, um, by the people. And so, when they decide to step out of line, we have to bring them back in.
2: Yes, and I think that's a good thing because we need someone to do checks and balances. Because in Chicago, I mean. Um, a lot of folks would say is the most corrupt city, and 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 uh, uh, that's up for debate. But we had a lot of cases where our governor, two governors. I mean, look at Governor Bogorvich I mean, in jail because of corruption, and Governor um, Governor Ryan um, for yeah. corruption as well. So and, and, and now those are the... our
3: governors, right? Think about all the yes. aldermen, uh, thirty and thirty years, <laughs> if not more. The numbers oh are just staggering. But they've even stopped being eye-opening at this point. You know, we're just so used to the corruption around here. There's an apathy yeah. that's built in that we're desperately trying to change. That people need to get their outrage back. They need to get upset about this again because they have to realize that this is not what their lives are supposed to be like.
2: No, we need to get more upset. And I thank you for having a company that investigate that and that was no i appreciate that
3: thank you
2: because i feel i don't see city hall say hey hey, this is going on this is the update i don't see any of that and and we have people like yourself or others and and let's talk about when you were in city hall and that was your job to expose that what happened why did they phase your position out what what did you do wrong did you do something wrong
3: well, if you consider doing my job as something wrong, I think then that's the answer the The reality was i I just don't believe that Chicago government is ready for oversight, and they frankly mm. don't want oversight. My office was designed Mr. Wiley more as a shield for them than as a sword. Um, And they wanted me to protect them when the reality is I'm supposed to be serving the taxpayers. And that's what I did. I took the job understanding that or making sure that I was protecting taxpayer interests, not aldermanic interests or council interests. And so once I started going down that road of actually doing what the job description at least says on paper, I think I ruffled a few feathers. And once I ruffled a few feathers, it's hard to unruffle them. And, and it ended yeah, I up agree. with, unfortunately, my office closing down. You know? But I think what it was, it was an eye-opening moment to really see you – know, you kind of pull the curtain away to see what really what – do, what does our government care about? What does Chicago government really care about? And the fact is they eliminated an oversight office. What does that tell you? Wow. That they're just not ready for oversight, that they don't want someone looking over their shoulder at any level of government, not just in council. And, and that is the biggest problem in and of itself. That's the underlying thing that we have to work on.
2: I agree. And before you left, if I'm not mistaken, Alderman Willie Cochran, um, you turned over all files to the FBI regarding um, you were investigating him, correct? Yes. And you turned the files over before you would let go to the FBI. Um, Let's get more detail about uh, why – Take us through the step by step process of investigating an Ottoman. Like, do someone come to you and say, Hey, this Ottoman is doing this? Yeah. So this the reality is, is,
3: Riley, I don't want to bore I wouldn't want to bore you and your listeners by telling you how many obstacles okay. we had in front of us. Well, let me give no, you no, a, no, I'm just saying I, simply that the system okay. was set up in a way that I had to wait for a complaint to come in. So somebody did file oh, a complaint okay. against Mr. Cochrane. And so we investigated that as a result and that ultimately What led, was the complaint? What was the complaint? I can't. That I can't. Agreement. I'm not because it's an open case still. I can't really talk oh, about it. Okay. I have. Case, I've been told to defer all questions to the U.S. Attorney's Office at this point. But okay. the reality was, you know, my office never existed before I got there. So you, mm-hmm. as a Chicagoan, had nowhere to go when it came time to talking about an alderman. If you had a complaint against someone at City Council, you had no one to talk to, and that was a problem mm-hmm. because aldermen in Chicago, as you know, are a little more hands-on than anywhere else in the country, right? If you, yes, need, uh, if you need a parking sticker, you end up at your alderman's office. If you need a building permit, you end up at your alderman's office. If you want to start a new business, you end up at your alderman's office. That doesn't happen anywhere else in the country. And what does that no. do? Well, it, it opens a door for corruption, right? You walk in, you want a permit to extend your house. The first question they ask you is, when was the last time you donated? Wh- where do you think that path is going to take us? You know, the system is set up in a way that it just breeds corruption. It breeds opportunity yeah. for things like that. And until we do something about that, we're gonna keep continuing down this path. And you and I I'm gonna be on your show every six months talking about a new person that got indicted or or a new wow. set of facts. You know, until and we it, actually fundamentally look at the system and say, Look, this has to change. We're not going anywhere. We have to take ownership of this problem.
2: Yes. We need to take ownership because Ottoman Willie Cochran, I met him a couple of times. And it, it, it hurts me because he is a former uh, Chicago police uh, yeah. Chicago police officer, and he is representing a community that does not have enough money to deal with anyway. Not a loss of jobs, and to see this case, um, it's very hurtful. It just it hurts my heart. It hurts the residents that he represents. It, it should
3: it, it should hurt your heart. Wow, you know,
2: and it should it, it should
3: fight. hurt everyone's wow. heart because this is sad. This is sad that one of our elected representatives, someone we picked to represent us, you know, to fight for us and fight for our community, has been charged with 15 federal crimes. And Mr. Cochran will have his day in court. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty. So I do not mean to marginalize anything that will happen upcoming. But I'm saying that this is as disheartening as it gets, that someone you elected in in, in, in a relatively tough neighborhood, in a community that desperately needs resources and support – and he, instead, of, instead of fighting that fight, this alderman is now going to be in court fighting for his own fight.
2: And it's, it's just – as you know, it's that because – can you elaborate on do the aldermen get money to take care of their ward from the city?
3: Yes. So they have an aldermanic budget that's in hundreds of thousands of dollars that they can spend on their – and they're supposed to spend in their ward on stuff that is supposed to be exclusively for fixing things within the ward like potholes. Uh actually it's in the millions. Um in millions. I thought light. it was four million dollars that the yeah, economy. It's,
2: mm-hmm.
3: it's a significant amount of money, Mr. Wiley. And and you know, uh, being an alderman is also a part time gig. The an, an alderman makes over a hundred thousand uh, dollars as a as a part time employment in the city of Chicago. And look, I'm not criticizing the amount of money. I'm not that's not the point that I'm trying to make But the point that I am making is simply that there are extensive resources available to an alderman in favor of their community to do what's best for you who lives there. Mm -hmm. And the reality is many aren't doing that. And and, and that's the most frustrating part, that we elect them to do something, we want them to take care of us and fight for us, and yet they end up lining their own pockets until they're caught.
2: And then when they get caught, a lot of times they say, well, I'm innocent, this is not the reason, they're out to yeah. get me, they're
3: out to crucify yeah. me, but you cannot just give the fact. Yeah, if that is, Mr. Wiley, then great. That's what you have a court system for. You will go into court yeah. and you will prove your, your your innocence. Um, But the reality is, how many times does that work? Because we've seen 30 of them go to jail in 30 years.
2: Wow. And it's like because, like you said, there's no oversight. And if we look at the federal level, um, Republicans tried their best to get rid of that office in Congress, you know, that were investigating. This is not a Chicago, exactly. I mean, at least they had an office, but in Chicago, they phased it out. They actually did it. And I didn't see anybody, no big marches, um, no protests, because I feel as though I think that the community just didn't know that. If the community didn't know what was going on, how do you expect the community to really be outraged? I mean, Well, that's
3: exactly the point. That's that's that you make a great point there. Simply that the the kind of things that you hear about like my office being closed or the or the federal government and they're trying their attempts to shut down their ethics office. These are things unless you're paying attention, you're not going to notice. So no. they try to do it as quickly as they can and sweep it under the rug. But it is such a troubling aspect of our government where at any, at any time, they try to take away your eyes and ears, and yours mm. I mean citizens, that we can't yes. listen and we can't watch, and they're going to do whatever they feel like doing. And that's why you saw one of my staffers write that story about what City Hall is doing, Mr. Wiley. Kelly Tarrant, yes. one of my investigators, wrote the story about how they're trying to limit – public comment in city council meetings that they want it reduced down to three minutes. They're trying everything they can to keep you and I out of that room. And why is that? Ask yourself why is that? Because the reality is they're making unpopular decisions, and they don't want you and I to know about it. Decisions that will not benefit you and I or our neighbors in any way, but only themselves.
2: Yeah, and that's not good because I would like to go and speak on the crime in my, in my war and speak to the full council and say, hey, these are the suggestions I got. We need financial resources. And I'm, from my understanding from your article and just speaking with folks, that they limit the amount of people that get invited
3: to come. They're trying to and limit it on a consistent basis. Now it's down the yes. 30 seats. Not so- well, only
2: 30 Seats and in a like, city is of three
3: million pay. people, only thirty of us. In a city of three million folks, only thirty of us can show up when they're passing monumental things like more taxes and and more policies that will affect you and I on a daily basis.
2: And it's, it's it, really sad that only thirty seats out of the city of Chicago is open for folks to sit down for decisions about their life. And only the reality is, is, what does
3: that tell What does that tell you What What does that tell you that does, when all of our aldermen stand up and they say we're going to do this and we're going to be transparent and we're going to do everything ethically right, what does this tell you? That words speak louder than their actions, and, yeah. and the reality is, you know, I'm sorry, I got it backwards. Their actions speak louder than their words. Actions that while they'll tell you, they'll tell you that they care about you and, and the interests of taxpayers, they'll try to keep you out of the room when they're making decisions that affect you and I.
2: Yes, and I feel as though that I would have loved to have been invited to those meetings with the mayor, came out and announced and said, hey, we need more technology, we need more police officers, and that's just not the case. We don't need more police officers. What we need is things like more jobs. I mean, if you police a neighborhood with folks that don't have jobs, adding more police officers is going to make the matter worse. Just put more jobs yeah. in the community. And that part of that belongs on the ultimate. And, and if the automated is giving, say, for instance, millions of dollars, they can use that to make or create more jobs in their ward, and that will bring down the crime.
3: So you know, that's, in those, my those head – Those are good
2: points, Mr. Wiley. Yeah, go ahead. In my head, if I get $2 million to help my ward, I would try my best to use every cent to create jobs for my constituents. That's just how I think. I think that in politics common sense is just lost it's just like you you don't have to overthink certain issues this issue with crime in this city in certain wars especially in the war that and cochran represent majority of the the reasons why is because of the lack of jobs and the educational system is is wiki whack so if he put money in that we won't have this well but if you're and that if you're using that money for yourself, then that will not, never happen. So we need a person like Project 6, a company like Project 6, and other ethnic companies out there that will call it out. So, and then we need the shows out there like WVON, like WGCI, like um, The Wiley Show, and other shows to put it on the air to talk about these issues so people in my generation, the millennials, can know, like, we got to get involved. This affects us today.
3: You're absolutely right. And and here's the thing. I, I don't know what the answer is. Those ideas that you just posited seem fantastic. Let's get more jobs. Let's let's do this with the money. Let's do that. The point that I'm trying to make is that I don't know what the answer is, but we have to be part of the conversation. And when you close the yeah. doors to the conversation, when you and I can't the get problem. in a room to be a part <laughs> of that conversation, that's the problem. Look, you yes might be so. 100% wrong with your ideas, Mr. Wiley. I have no idea. You know, we have to try different things. You could be 100% wrong. You could be 100% right. But the reality is if you're never in the room, you'll never find out. You'll never find out. And we'll never know the true motives when an alderman diverts millions of dollars from one project to the next because our (laughs) communities are our most important thing. If you're not part of the conversation, if you're not in Mm. that room and there's not enough oversight of that process, there's not enough transparency – then, then what's the point? You, your show what's shouldn't exist. Point? Project 6 shouldn't exist. If right. We're going to live in that system where, hey, we're going to do whatever we want. We really don't give a hoot about what tra- taxpayers want. Just say it. Then you and I can go find different jobs. Um, but <laughs> right. we're going we, we we'll right. to find something else to do. You're right. But the reality and is that. we care about this because they, see, they say they care about this. So we are following that. And the reality is, What they say and what they do are two different things.
2: Two different things, and I'm going to continue. So let's get into a solution on what can everyday citizens in Chicago do to be able to change those rules to make it an open-door policy where anyone is welcome to sit, um, not limited to 30 seats. To and how, and what can citizens also do um, if they find any corruption, like what, what can we do? What is the solution like who do we talk well,
3: to? yeah let's let 's break that down so first let 's talk about the issue about the closed doors, and right. I think no matter who you are, you have a phone at this point, whether it 's a cell phone, a landline, and the first thing you do is you pick up the phone and you call your alderman 's office and you say no, you say no, you will not close those doors, you have to allow us in. And you put that on your Facebook page, and you put that on your social media, on your Twitter feed. You put it out there that you're not going to tolerate, that there will be no public discussion on issues such as important as taxes, about policing, and other major community issues. And if you still don't win that argument, Ms. Wiley, then you remember that. And you remember that when it comes time to voting next time. There will be elections again real soon in this city, and you do not forget what your alderman did the last time around. I agree. And once – and once you remember that, you'll make a real serious, conscious decision about who you're going to elect moving forward. And you tell them that you remember. You remember when they closed that door when you weren't able to go in and listen as to how they were going to spend your money and do what they do. You remember, and you use your memory when it comes time to vote. Those that's are it. those are the most – that's it. And that's for corruption. Listen, cor- criminals are going to do what they do you and i both know that whether they're elected <laughs> officials whether they're guys on the street but we as a community have to own this problem too we have to we can't sit here sit back and complain about it until we're ready to do something about it you can't have it both ways you can't complain and not do anything about it so you see something going on you pick up that phone and you call project 6 you see something going on you pick up the phone and you call the wiley show you see something going on, you call someone and you tell someone about it. So someone can at least try to do something about it. But if you sit back and do nothing, then don't call up and complain later on. That's that's the rule. Ooh, if you want your community yes. to be better, if you want to be safe, if you want your neighborhood to be safe for your kids, for your family members, for yourself, then pick up the phone and tell someone about it. I'm not saying yes. the taxpayers are at fault here. I'm saying... The only way the system is going to change is that we all take ownership of our parts, and that part falls on us where we pick up the phone and do something about it.
2: I agree with that. Do you feel as though that uh, City Hall um, will – do you feel like they will actually open the door back up and get uh, an inspector general? What will make make them wake up and say, oh, we need this back?
3: I think that I think you will make them wake up. I think our your listeners okay. will make them wake up. I think that if enough people care about this issue, remember they don't have permanent jobs. They have four-year jobs. And after four years, we can pick someone else to do that job. And you got to remind okay. them of that. You remind them like you don't want to do it this way, we'll revisit this conversation in four years or three years or two years. And then okay. you decide who who's worth it to to represent you and your interests and your safety and your hard earned dollars, and the reality is if they know that and they understand that and they know that you mean that, I think you'll see doors open very quickly. You'll see doors yes, open I'm... quickly. You'll see you'll see oversight very quickly. You'll see inspectors general. You'll see a different cultural change in Chicago that is long overdue. But if we have to they dump don't the apathy.
2: To you, don't vote for them. Vote That's them it. out. It's just it. Simple. And what I'm going to continue and is call to them out and,
3: call, and them out. call
2: them out. And that is what I'm doing. Um, like my Ottoman Shulks uh, that represent, you know, me and my uh, family and my, and my neighbors. I tell her all the time. I'm like, give me, keep me updated on what you're voting for. Um, uh, keep me updated on, on the budget. I want to know those. I just want to know. I don't want to from this day forward not knowing. When the information is out there and I'm and I'm learning that it's getting very difficult to even speak with the city um, treasurer because the city treasurer have so many great ideas on investments and I don't want to. I It's great, but I would like to ask questions on who's going to really benefit from those investments. So right. with that right. in mind, you have to keep calling, like you said, and hold your alderman accountable By calling them every single day, Monday through Friday, because those are business hours, Monday through Friday, hit the streets, get some flyers together, let it be known that, hey, we the community, we the people are listening, we are awoke, and we want change, and this city needs some change, because it's it's just unbelievable that we are still talking about Ottomans getting caught with corruption. And speaking about the 20th Ward, if I'm not mistaken, it was another Ottoman that's in jail that, that got um, charged, indicted, in charge. Um, yeah. I forgot her name. It was another Ottoman that he represented. Now he's about – so it's just very sad to see Ottomans getting great money. That's a good salary. And in some Ottomans, got salaries from their previous jobs where they're retired. Got you know pension. what it is
3: when, when it is, Mr. <laughs> Wiley? I don't even necessarily think it's the money. What happens is when you get reelected, comfort breeds contempt. Contempt mm. breeds corruption, you know, and corruption breeds crime. That's how it wow. works. That When we make our aldermen or anyone else, our elected officials, so comfortable in their jobs, that just breeds contempt for the rest of us because they think there's, they have nothing to lose. They have nothing to lose, and they can get away with whatever they want. And that's the point that we make, that we have to change that. We have to change it so they don't get so comfortable in that chair, that they realize there are millions of people looking over their shoulder. And when they realize that, I guarantee what a prophylactic effect that will have in making sure that they don't do what they've been doing.
2: I agree. Thank you.
3: How can people get more information about project
2: six and more information about yeah. you. Um, if they want to, you know, leave a tip about what's going on in their ward or please, leave a that tip that would be fantastic.
3: So we are at the secret com. the secret com. That's our website. You can find us on Facebook at secret six. You can find us on Twitter, uh, any other social media, contact us. We have a hotline set up here for our office at three, one, two, three, six, six, two, 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 eight, three, one, two, three, six, six, two, 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 eight. We want to actually bring your attention to the corruption in the city of Chicago. So if you give us information that leads us there, we're going to make sure that everyone knows it. We are no longer can live in a city where corruption is deemed okay, that we're, mm. we deserve better. Taxpayers deserve better. Um, and, and we're going to make sure we can try to change that as best we can. So
1: yes, give
3: us information, and if we can't help you, we'll definitely push you in the right direction to tell you someone who can. But our job is to make the city livable again for all of us.
2: Yes, sir. So that's www.secret6.com. I'm putting that in the live feed right now on Facebook, secret6. Yep. So the secret6.com people, please, if you have any tips about anything that's going on that you feel that needs to be reported, contact them, www.thesecret6.com. Or you can call them, if I'm not uh, mistaken, 312-366-228. 2228. Yes. 2228. So, people, we have to get involved. When's the next time that Ottomans are up for re election? Is that in 2018, if I'm not mistaken?
3: That is, I believe, some 2018.
2: Yeah. Like 2018. Now, today is 2017. So, from this day forward, make sure that your Ottomans are doing their job, he or she. If not, then, hey, 2018, do, vote them out. Because I don't think, in my opinion, I believe by this philosophy, if they're not going to change, it's time for you to go. It's time for you to go and get folks that's going to go and get in office that's going to do their job. But like you said, if you don't have no oversight, nobody's really, you know, your supervisor, you're going to do what you want to do. So if they see people really watching them day in and day out, I believe that they won't really get into that like that. if they do, they're just stupid. And they need to leave. And that's one thing I like about Donald Trump. I mean, you have to call as st- stupid as a stupid does. I mean, call him out. And a lot of these Ottomans are just plain on stupid. And they need to stop with using taxpayer money for their own personal gain. If you're doing that, you're stupid, and it's time for you to leave office and just go home. Just be at home by yourself. You, just, you don't need to represent anybody. And I am a firm believer if you do something once – if you do something twice, you're going to keep doing it. It's just time for you to leave. <laughs> just, I, I don't have no sympathy for anybody that do crime. Okay. Thank you so much, Fazo, from Pro, the CEO of Project 6, a nonprofit, and I am so So happy to finally get someone on to have knowledge and understanding on what's going on in the government, and I say keep on pushing, brother. I I support you 100%. Thank you so much. Mr. Wiley,
3: can I just tell you it was my honor to be here. I really appreciate you having me on, and I think we both agree in our message that it's time for change and that if you care, do something about it.
2: Yes, and I would love to bring you on on a weekly basis or a monthly basis to keep us updated on anything that you want to share. Please, you know, you're that more than welcome because I we're like going to do know, this and I would love. Let's, yes, let's we keep our questions. Let's keep your we,
3: listeners informed about what's going on.
2: Yes, because I don't want nobody that's not informed because everybody should have that right to know what's going on. And and that's not going to happen until we push the word out and get the word out to the people. I agree. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, ladies take so, care. Take care. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. Those are tuning in on our Facebook page. Um, you can call in at 516 387 1815. Again, 516 387 1815. Today is Black History Month. We're still celebrating Black History Month, um, February 6, 2017. Um, before I end this broadcast, I'm going to play a song, um, Shanton. He has his video out, Sans. It is out now on YouTube. And i was going to talk about that video after I play the song. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Wiley Show. If you at work, you know, try to tune in and out if you can. If not, share this video. Thank you. Let me play Shunt on Sands. Crowds cover the sea, winds
1: roll between the trees. to the shore, wondering where the waves flow, couldn't withstand the push, destroyed all they could have been, knocked down these walls made of sand, is it worth it to
2: Been the force to with me. Yes, that was Shatons, and that video is available right now. Let me get that around the applause. Audience, audience from the Bahamas, um, Shantan, oh my God, that video was great. So if you did not get the chance to see that video, watch it in its entirety, it is on my Facebook page, so please get into that video. It was dope. Really, really dope. I mean, on the sand, beautiful concept, beaut- the, the, the artistry with the balloons, with the mask with the beautiful female, beautiful women was, oh my God, he was nice, the hair, everything flowed very nicely and smoothly on that video. So I did have Faisal Khan uh, on the show, and he was the CEO of Project 6, so again, if you have any tips that you want to give on corruption, and you feel like it is corruption, you need to contact www the secret six dot com or call three one two three six six two 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 eight. Again three one two three six six two 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 eight. And yes, the folks the same thing going in Flint. Um quiet is kept. Um uh, thank you Antonio Adams for that because in Flint, yes, they're still talking about and discussing that issue in um in Flint, Michigan with the water. And so the residents in Flint really need to revoke and against the government and tell the government by calling, emailing, and, and really protesting and say we need those pipes replaced. We need some financial com- conversation, if I could say it right. <laughs> we need all of that because drinking um water that is unsafe is very dangerous. So the residents of Flint You guys need to keep in mind that midterm election is coming up. You all need to keep in mind that elections is coming up. And you guys, the folks that's not doing what they're supposed to do, vote them out. If your mayor not doing a good job, if your governor not doing a good job, your state representatives not doing what they're supposed to do, vote them out. Vote them out. Vote them out. Vote them out. So remember that. When election is coming around, do not continue to let the same folks that are treating you like dirt. You need to vote them out. Nothing's going to change if you don't make change. You sometimes you have to force change. You cannot continue to let these folks do you wrong. Sometimes you have to force that change. Speaking very intelligent and very so I want to say, "Listen, be very stern." You're not going to change what's going on in my neighborhood. You don't need to represent me anymore. You need to go. Simple. And so, yes. So, again, those in Chicago, uh, 312-366-228. And the residents in Flint, I will have a representative on as well. We're still working on that to get someone on to keep me updated on what's going on in Flint, Michigan as well, because I don't want that to pass me by. So on my broadcast coming up, we will get at least someone to represent, um, to give us an update, either someone from Flint, Antonio, you would be great or any residents that want to contact me, wileyshow at gmail.com. If you are in Flint and you know someone that would be perfect to let the world know what's going on in Flint, Michigan, please contact me at um, Wiley show at gmail.com Or you can inbox me At WileyShow at gmail.com WileyShow at gmail.com Or you can contact me on Facebook Any of my Facebook pages Or the Wiley Show Facebook page I do respond no less than 24 hours Less than 24 hours I do not play when it comes to communications For this show So today is Black History Month And I'm going to play None other than Nina Simone to Be Young, Gifted and Black. I want to play that in the broadcast so that's going to be the song I end the show with because I feel as though Nina Simone is one of my favorite singers and I love her voice and this is Black History Month. A lot of folks say we don't need a Black History Month, why don't we have White History Month? The reason why we don't have White History Month because it's White History Month every day. It's White History Month every single day. So it's and we don't need to just celebrate Black History Month. It's Black History Month every day, but it's an honor and a privilege to have a month to represent and to talk about our history. And so I believe that a lot of schools need to get back to doing Black History programs, to get back to doing Black History plays, so our, our the children can really understand what – Folks like Doc King contribute, W.E.B. Du Bois contribute, just like what Marcus Garvey contribute. We can also talk about what um, the um, Minister Lewis Farrakhan has contribute. Jesse Jackson. I mean, so many folks that have contribute to our society where we are able to sit here and be able to talk freely um, because of folks that came before us, like Rosa Parks and also Sojourner Truth. Um, we could just go Harriet Tubman. It is just so many people. In uh, our ancestors that really sacrificed not only their time but sacrificed their life so we most definitely need to do a better job celebrating black history month if you don't do anything tell your child tell your sister or brother a story about black history month anything that you can come up with will be awesome and great we don't need to forget that that is why I was playing Dr. King. If I would, if I sneeze, I'm gonna play that again, and we'll be right back. Okay, Antonio, what was that comment? I need to get some paperwork to prove my point to give you an understanding before. Uh, jump on your show. That's very great, Antonio Adams. Once you get that paperwork, you're more than welcome to come on the Wiley Show to keep us, give us an update on what's going on in Flint, Michigan. So I'm going to play under Dr. King. I want to play that um, speech again because it's one of my favorite um, speeches of Dr. King. If I if I had sneeze, I'm going to play that, and then we will be back. We got an hour and 15 minutes left on this show Anybody know me? I'm gonna do more shows. This is the Wiley show. I am Wiley and I don't play I'm gonna continue to do this show do what I can do So this is my show my baby, and on my I can do what I want to do That is one of the perks of owning your own stuff (laughs) It is 1229 p.m. Here we go
0: While sitting there autographing books, a demented black woman came up. The only question I heard from her was, Are you Martin Luther King? And I was looking down writing and I said yes. The next minute I felt something beating on my chest. Before I knew it, I had been stabbed by this demented woman. I was rushed to Harlem Hospital. It was a dark Saturday afternoon. That blade had gone through, and the x-rays revealed that the tip of the blade was on the edge of my aorta, the main artery, and once that's punctured, you're drowned in your own blood. That's the end of you. It came out in the New York Times the next morning that if I had merely sneezed, I would have died. Well, about four days later, they allowed me, after the operation, after my chest had been opened and the blade had been taken out, to move around in the wheelchair in the hospital. They allowed me to read some of the mail that came in, and from all over the states and the world, kind letters came in. I read a few, but one of them I will never forget. I had received one from the president and the vice president. I have forgotten what those telegrams said. I would received a visit and a letter from the governor of New York, but I have forgotten what that letter said. Yep. But there was another letter that came from a little girl, a young girl who was a student at the White Plains High School. And I looked at that letter, and I'll never forget it. It Said simply, dear Dr. King, I am a ninth grade student at the White Plains High School. She said, while it should not matter, I would like to mention that I'm a white girl. I read in the paper of your misfortune, and of your suffering. And I read that if you had sneezed, you would have died. I'm simply writing you to say that I'm so happy that you didn't sneeze. And I want to say tonight... I want to say tonight that I, too, am happy that I didn't sneeze, because if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1960, when students all over the South started sitting in at lunch counters, and I knew that as they were sitting in, they were really standing up for the best in the American dream, and taking the whole nation back to those great wells of democracy, which were dug deep by the founding fathers in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, if I had sneezed. I wouldn't have been around here in 1961 when we decided to take a ride for freedom and end segregation in interstate travel. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1962 when Negroes in Albany, Georgia, decided to straighten their backs up. And whenever men and women straighten their backs up, they are going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it is bent. If I had sneezed, if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been here in 1963. The black people of Birmingham, Alabama aroused the conscience of this nation and brought into being the Civil Rights Bill. If I had sneezed. I wouldn't have had a chance later that year in August to try to tell America about a dream that I had had if I had sneezed. I wouldn't have been down in Selma, Alabama to see the bread movement there if I had sneezed. I wouldn't have been in Memphis to see a community rally right around those brothers and sisters who are suffering, I'm so happy that I didn't sneeze. And they were telling me, we've got some difficult days ahead, but it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountain top.
1: I don't mind.
0: Like anybody, I would like to live And we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything, I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord.
2: All right, The Wiley Show is back live. That was Dr. Martin Luther King. Beautiful, beautiful speech. And many, many, many years ago, that speech was made and brought to the public. So this is Black History Month, and I want a lot of folks, if you're not doing anything, to always remember your history. I mean, if you you if you don't know your history, how do you really know yourself? So learn your history. And if you don't know, there's so many websites. I mean, so many websites that talk about the history of Black uh, people, uh, Black History Month um, be- it began in 1955. Uh, half century after the 12, um, um, after the 12. Hold on, wait a minute. I don't know what's that sound in the background. Yes, so it was 1915, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, 1915. So a half century after the 13th Amendment, and that was abolished slavery in the United States. So it was. Half of a century after that. So 1915 Black History Month begins so that we have very long time have had Black History Month. So this is not something that happened one year ago, 10 years ago. It's been around for a very long time that the government actually um, or um, want to honor and talk about. So, But we don't want to wait until November to talk about Black History Month. You should be talking about Black History Month, your history, like every day. Every single day, we should be talking about Black History Month. We should be talking about our history. Um, In 1909, that's February 12th, we actually got six more days the NAACP will be celebrating its birthday because NAACP was founded on February 12th, 1909. So that is a good thing. So that is part of our history. Um, It first started out, Black History Month used to be Negro History Week. But by the 1960, um, thanks in part to the Civil Rights Movement and growing awareness of Black identity, New, New Girl History Week had evolved into Black History Month on many different um, college um, campuses. So President Ford officially recognized Black History Month in 1976, calling upon the public to seize the opportunity to honor um, the too often neglected accomplishment of black Americans in every area endeavored throughout our history. So it was President Ford that officially recognized black history month. And then since then, every American president has uh, made February as black history month and endorsed, uh, you know, a specific theme. Uh, 2013 theme was the crossroads of freedom and equality. Um, the proclamation um, and on March on Washington marks the 150th and 50th anniversary of two events in African American history. So our history go way back and it's very important that we do not forget where we came from. Don't forget where you came from. Always remember that we are a people of rich history. We come from rich history and we're a product of rich history and Harriet Tubman this is very good news. We'll replace uh, Jackson, Andrew Jackson, on the 20th, um, $20 bill, so that's a good thing. Super excited for that. I feel like for a very long time, we should have been had an African-American on our money, so I think it's very good to see an African-American woman make it on a $20 bill, but I don't just want to be stuck there. I want African-Americans, I want the government to make sure African-Americans have equal assets to get $20 bills, to have opportunities, so if we don't just be on the money, that we actually have a lot of money. So, yes, that's just good news that we have that. But it's plenty of different websites where Black History, um, that talk about our history, anything, it's just plenty of good websites. And Donald Trump, our president, um, wanted to change Black History Month to African American History Month, but technically correct. I need to correct myself that it was already recognized as African-American History Month, but everybody just adapted Black History Month. So what he did wasn't really um, a bad thing because it was already officially like that, but it just came off as disrespectful for President Trump to do it. Because, of course, President Trump have done a lot of things that uh, Black people just don't get. And I'm one of them that took me a long time, but I don't get it either. I just don't (laughs) He needs to do a lot of work To get black people to Finally understand What Donald Trump is doing Because a lot of us just don't understand um, What he's doing And what he's doing right now Is just hurting black people around the world And so What we need to do As black people We need to get engaged Get involved Get that clipboard Get that phone Call your alderman, call your governor, call your state representative, let them know that I am here and I want this done for my community. So let it be known. Do not let this day pass you by without you getting involved into your uh, into the getting involved into politics. Don't let this day pass you by. (laughs) Don't. Let this day pass you by and you don't get in, get involved, get engaged. And speaking about Donald Trump, <laughs> Kanye West deletes all of Donald Trump related tweets. Kanye West, let me, let me, let me repeat that. Kanye West have seen the light. Me and Kanye in the same boat. It took me a little while, but according to TMZ um, sources, that Kanye's decisions to remove tweets were all his. The Muslim ban, the Muslim travel ban, and other actions have turned him completely against the president. What really turned me against the president, now that was Kanye West. What turned me against the president was when the president did not open the door for more African Americans to serve in his co- cabinet. Because I feel as though he should have reached out to a lot of, like Condoleezza Rice. He should have reached out to um, gener- uh, so many intelligent African-Americans that's in politics that he should invite it to work in his cabinet. Then I would say without a doubt that he's trying, but the folks that he brought on board was not experienced in politics. Like uh, Ben Carson, like Amparosa, those people wasn't really involved in politics like that. So he should have gotten folks like Cory Booker, like, um, um, like Senator Cory Booker would have been great. So many other African Americans. He should have gotten, um, you know, he should have reached out to Roland Martin. It's just so many people that he should have reached out to that could have been a good, um, a good voice that would have helped Black people. And he should have reached out to Jesse Jackson. He should have reached out to Reverend Al Sharpton. Reached out to Mr. Lewis Farrakhan. But to reach when he reached out, reached out to Steve Harvey, that was disrespectful because Steve Harvey. He, he, he should have came on Steve Harvey's show, and that would have been dope. But Kanye West have seen the light. Kanye West have seen the light, and he is no longer a fan of Donald J. Trump. <laughs> and that hurt him a lot, because Kanye West was called a cool. And so I knew eventually that Kanye West was going to stop doing what he did. I knew eventually that Kanye West was going to see the light because he ain't nobody checking for Donald Trump in the black community like that. And the folks that's doing it, they calling him a name that I don't like to say, but a lot of folks call him Uncle Tom. So the folks that is supporting Donald Trump, supporting him, just lying, like literally, like the the, the preacher that said um, that he have reached out to some uh, top gang thugs and they told him that they want to talk and how to keep the body count down and some top thugs and he, he recanted that story so everybody that donald trump have reached out for the black purposes for the black community have been idiots they didn't no knowledge and then they lie so mr trump needs to do a better job reaching out to african-american people and if he don't reach out to us then we we we, we respond by protesting by putting our dollars in other candidates, by putting our dollars in some super PACs. So in 2018, that's going to be like two years in his presidency. That's going to be a midterm. So during that time, we need to send a mighty blow to Washington to say, Republicans, either you do for us or you can vote not just Republicans, Democrats as well. Because a lot of sorry Democrats that is so called supposed to represent us. And a lot of Democrats have year after year after year, have just got voted in just on the basis and the premise that there are Democrats. And that needs to change. Democrats have not done a great job for um, Black people. They have not been the best because every time I call, and it's no offense, but every time I'm on that phone, I rarely hear an African-American. I rarely hear um, African-American people that work in these offices majority of these um senators democratic senators have majority of their staff is white and that have to change because if you got majority of the staff is white majority of the staff is white then why 80 90 percent of african americans voting for democrats because if we're voting for you at 80 to 90 percent the time we're voting for democratic candidates democrats need to hire more african-american people and i am a huge supporter of that so i support people that support me and my people and um you need to hire more black people i mean if you have 300 positions or let's say 100 positions open then at least 40 50 60 of those need to go to black people because you gotta understand Black folks, we are the reason why a lot of Democrats are in office, because of our vote. And they need to return the favor by giving black people jobs. Don't tell me that Democrats can't give black folks jobs. They can't. They're not doing it because a lot of black folks, in my opinion, we give them passes because they're Democrats. Don't give them a pass because they're Democrats. Don't give that politician a pass because he is a Republican. Call them out Tell them that We want jobs J-O-B-S Jobs With an S That means more than one And they have the money They have the backing To create thousands of jobs For black men and women Hillary Clinton I'm hearing uh, what I was reading That Hillary Clinton um, Was going to start her own show And her show is going to lead up to her announcing that she want to run for president. So it is rumored that Hillary Clinton will run in 2020. I don't want her to run in 2020. I want Cory Booker to run and Elizabeth Warren to run for president. But while they in office right now, I want them to vote against Jeff Sessions, vote against all those people. So when they do run, that will not be a dark cloud over their campaign. You cannot say you're going to be for Americans for the little man and you're voting for folks that's going to hurt the little man. So, Donald, so Senator Cory Booker and Senator Elizabeth Warren, keep fighting, speak against it. I think that will be a beautiful ticket to represent Democrats. And uh, Congressman Keith Ellis, I believe he should represent the DNC. He should be the voice that will move the party forward. But Congressman Keith Ellis, Ellison, if you're going to, if you're so fortunate to win that, you need to bring in African-American people to work in the DNC. That's another thing. DNC does not have a lot of black folks working in the DNC. It's, it's not a big number. But if you look at the number of folks that is voting year after year, election cycle after election cycle, it's African-American people. But that being said, African Americans need to be represented in the DNC. Af- African Americans need to be represented on all levels of government. We doesn't it's a, we don't have too many African American governors in the United States. So that needs to change. Cuz African American people is very wise, hard working, and that need to reflect In all levels of government, not just a face of one or two. And then you think, okay, I've done enough. No, you didn't do enough. That's just an insult. When over 80 to 90, up to 90% of black people is voting for Democrats. (laughs) Come on. So. I am not going to continue to give Democrats a pass not on this show. You can do that, but not me. The same way I'm not going to give Republicans a pass because of... of I'm not going to give Democrats a pass or Republicans a pass because that's not good. That's not good to do. We need to do a better job supporting our people. We need to do a better job of supporting who support us. That's That's that is a real deal 7 times 8 times 9 times no matter how many times these democrats come in our community nothing really changes for the better because in my opinion we let them get away with not doing for us we let them get away not doing for what Uh, not doing a good job. We let them get away with doing that. How many times have um, uh, any of you that is listening to me or commenting on my live feed called a Congress, called your Congress, called your representative in the Senate? How many times? How many times have you can say, I sent a letter to the president? How many times can you say, I sent an email to any in the someone in the DNC regarding a policy that you want to get um, you want to get more of an understanding on how many times? So if you have if you can if you telling me if you're gonna say well Wiley ah, zero times then it's that's a problem that is a problem that you have not called nobody. Yes, I believe that Michelle Obama should. Go and I believe she should run In 2020 Because Michelle Obama is very Wise and intelligent But I don't just want a black candidate Black person to run and not do for people And if you are An African American president that you Run for office and you win You need to make sure you put The black agenda On your agenda Black people Have from generations Voted, But their interests have not been met because politicians feel as though black folks is only good for votes. They're not good for political contributions and monetary contributions. Our monetary contributions are, are not where it should be. Other folks don't vote for Democrats. But they're going to donate for in a political campaign. They're going to put down super PACs. And you wonder and you wonder why so many other groups of people are getting things from the table. Time for us as African-American people put our money where our mouth is, put our money where our vote is and support them financially and then force them to say, hey, we gave three, four million, three hundred and four hundred million dollars to your campaign or three to four million, not three hundred, three to four million dollars. Combine as a people, we are a super PAC, and this is what we want. If you don't do it, we will no longer give you money we will no longer vote for you because this country is built on votes and money voting and money is will get a candidate to do for you faster than you just voting. You got to put vote yes, and also your money yes, that works good. That will make a politician wake up to do for to do for you. If you don't do that, if you don't put the money where your mouth is or put the money where your vote is, you're not going to get that much from Washington, D.C. You're not going to get too many calls returned from you from D.C. if you don't put no money on the table. That's just 100 percent real. This country is built on money. This country, watch out for folks that give them M-O-N-E-Y. And a lot of black people have not really... Grasp that. I grasped that during this last campaign and let me tell you I get so many emails because of the little money I have donated to some political, um, to some campaigns like I donated to Gary Johnson and I donated to Hillary Clinton if I'm not mistaken. I believe for a fact I did do Gary Johnson and to this day I get emails from the Libertarian Party day in and day out and shout out to the Libertarian Party shout out to the Green Party because now um, the Libertarian Party sued the the debate commission and now do, the debate commission have um uh, they have to respond to that suit because they won the the um the libertarian party won and now they have to respond and change the rules to open the door up for more third party candidates so now in 2020 that if now third party candidates have a fighting chance to become the next president because now they will they will be invited to those debates. So it will, they're going to have to erase that 15% threshold. And that 15% threshold kept Gary Johnson off, off the debates, and it also kept um, Green Party, uh, Jill Stein, off of those debate stages. So now that has to change. Now that is changing. So now in 2020, if you're a third-party candidate, you will be invited. You, ha- you have to be invited, according to the courts, to those debates. You, they cannot stop you. And that's going to be great because that's going to give American people more choices because I believe we should at least, bare minimum, have five choices for president, for five different choices. It should be about five. it should be no longer Democrat and Republican. And, and, if, and if Donald Trump had some serious competition, he would not be president. If it was G- Governor Gary Johnson on stage and um, Dr. Uh, Jill Stein, Donald Trump wouldn't have won the presidency. It would have been more choices. But if you just give the American people um two choices, they're gonna say, um, who is the less evil? Who who's the less evil? The 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 less of two evils. We need more choices than two. I am so glad. And fast food, they learned this. We have McDonald's, we have Burger King, we got KFC, we got Checkers, we got so many choices. I can go lawn and long. We got shoes, we got Jordan, we got Nike, we got uh you know, K. swiss, we got Reebok. There's so many choices for for shoes and clothes, and that should reflect in politics. We should no longer have two choices. We should no longer have two choices in this um city of Chicago um for when the mayor runs for re-election, we should have at least five uh, five, six candidates running for mayor. It shouldn't be no longer just two or three. It should be it should be like five or six. It needs to be multiple choices because the more competition you got that means that candidate gotta gotta be real. You you gotta be on your you gotta be on your stuff. But if it's just you and another person, and you already know that you're gonna automatically win because you're a Democrat, you ain't gonna work the hard for your vote. I want you to work very hard. I want you to sweat for my vote. In order for you to sweat, you need some comprehensive. You need some real competition, and you gotta open that door up for more people. And that is why I would love one day to run for alderman and I might run for alderman for my in, in my war i might win. i might not win i say i might not win but that will make sure that will let my ottoman know like bitch i need to get on my job because mr wiley said he's gonna run and if i run for ottoman i'm gonna make sure i send off three quadruple three thousand five thousand flyers every single day everywhere going to every single event Meeting folks, learning their names, learning the issues, and make sure that I get it out. If I can't get no commercials on television, I'll put the commercials on the Internet. I put the com- I have it airing on every single social media site, period. I will talk to every single neighbor in my community, learning the issues. I will make sure. And what that would do, and I might run. What that would do, that would make sure that my auditant do her job. Because if she see a young man... A young African-American running for she's going to be hey, I'm going to have to do something because I'm young. And not only that, I know social media. Social media is big. And, I'll, and, and I would, man, please. And that's what I might do in 2008. I still got to look, trying to decide if I want to run or not. I might just do that because a lot of people say, you should run for office. And I would love to do that because I feel like if if I want to see change, I just need to do it. I need to be that change because I'm the type of person, if you want the, if you want something done right, do it yourself. And so I might run for office, and if I do run for office, I, I, I'm going to put 180% in it. And let me tell you, baby, my competition better be ready because I already know what you're going to throw at me. You're going to throw everything. You're going to have all that money. You're going to have all that backing. The mayor is going to be in your pocket and all that type of so stuff. You're going to try to smur me about what I said, and I'm prepared about everything that you're going to say. But, baby, are you prepared for this black man? to respond and give it 100%. That's one thing I love about me. You you throw something back at me, I'm going to throw something back at you. So I'm saying we need to all run. If you you in Flint, Michigan, Antonio Adams, if you feel as though that the mayor's not doing a good job, run for mayor. Run. All you got to do, get some signatures, reg- It's rules or regulations you have to meet, meet it, and run. It's just simple. Simple. Run. If you want to see change, Run, be that change, just, just that simple. And I would love to run and represent my my ward because it's simple. It ain't hard. It's not po- these politicians make it hard. It is a simple job to be an Ottoman in this city. It just we need more simple-minded people to run. Simple-minded, get the work done, and be done with it. That is what we need to do. 5163871815 is the call in number 5163871815 and we will talk about um Lady Gaga have time performance and I will talk about that 5163871815 and I will be right back let me see if I can play where is that did I actually get that song together let me see did I get it did I get it did I get it did I get it let me make sure yes 5163871815 so, yes, I would, um deciding to run for all the men. So, shout out to Big Ange because she called me all the time. You need to run. You need to run. You need to run. So, if I run, I need y'all to support me financially, baby, and morally. I'll be right back after this song. History Month, people. I was had the honor and the privilege on yesterday. Not only was it the Super Bowl, so shout out to the Houston um, team that won. Um, we all thought that the Atlanta Falcons were going to win. They was up a, a lot of points, but they lost, um, so a lot of people said um, they got Hillary Clinton. So um, that's why it's so important not to get excited when you think until the, until the game is over. Um, so they lost, so Atlanta Falcons lost. But Who won on last night, really, from the Super Bowl? Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga actually performed her behind. She did a great, great, great job. 15-minute set. Not only did she just do God Bless America, she started off with. Then she jumped into so many other records that made me fall in love with Lady Gaga because Lady Gaga is a vocal beast. Everything about Lady Gaga, her style, choreography she did it and i am a huge fan of lady gaga she also uh, was singing one of my favorite songs to be born this way telephone oh my god bad romance she did that huge fan and my lad the last song she ended at her halftime performance last song a million reasons that is one of my favorite songs off her album, off her new album. She did it, and a lot of folks were hitting me up and saying, why did she not bring out um, Beyoncé? I said, no. When you bring out Beyoncé, Beyoncé is a vocal beast, and she's a performer. To me, she is our today's Michael Jackson. So if they would have brought out Beyoncé, no, she would have slayed Lady Gaga. That is why I believe that Lady Gaga's team was like, no. If I would, even Lady Gaga could have said, no, this is me. This is about my shine. No, because Beyonce's not bringing out a lot of folks to shine. She brought out Destiny Child because Destiny Child was a part of her. But when she performed, she didn't bring out all, she didn't bring out no Brandy. She didn't bring out no Monica. So, um, I'm glad that Lady Gaga performed by herself because it's about Lady Gaga. It's not about Lady Gaga and friends. So I'm a huge, I'm glad that she did it by herself. A lot of folks said she should have bought out Beyonce. No, she shouldn't. What for Beyonce can for oh, well, Beyonce can slay her? <laughs> no, ma'am. Beyonce said no, ma'am. <laughs> Lady Gaga said no, ma'am. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I got this, <laughs> and she did that. Yeah, so the 15 minutes she did that performance, and it was great. No, listen, it was no backup vocals. No backup track, vocal tracks, just all Lady Gaga. That voice, she was out of breath, so that let me know she was dancing and sang at Lady Sang. So that is why I give that performance a A+. If you want to get more of my review, it is on my YouTube channel. I did record that, and you can go out on Wiley and Flash. Dot com. I posted that whole performance of Lady Gaga. And also, I did record my own review. And you can subscribe on my YouTube channel, The Wiley Show. And I posted that on there. Speaking about The Wiley Show, I am so glad that I am closer, closer of reaching my goal of getting more celebrities on the show. Because I already told you, one celebrity I want to interview this year is mo to the eat to the brandy i want to interview brandy and brandy will be in chicago coming in at every crown theater brandy will be in chicago pretty soon so i tried to get tickets and the tickets were sold out she'll be at every crown theater with um with tyrese if i'm not mistaken and i tried to get tickets on last night and the tickets were sold out let me make sure i'm actually on my computer now let me make sure that those tickets is available is they got some tickets available, because I don't like that. I got to go see my girl. She comes to Chicago. Yeah, she'll be performing, with not with uh, Tyrese. She'll be performing with Baby Space. It will be Brandy, and it will be after 7. So that will be uh, May 15th. May 15th. That's May 15th. Oh, okay, no way. The tickets will be uh, be available on sale, sorry, on February 17th. So I have about February 17th. Tickets will be on sale. That's ten days and twenty two hours and fifty minutes away. I'll be able to purchase tickets to go see Brandy at the Every Crown Theater on thirteenth on May thirteenth, May thirteenth. She'll be at the Every Crown Theater, Brandy. So if you want to purchase tickets, you got to go to Ticketmaster. Tickets go on sale February seventeenth at twelve p.m. twelve p.m. Central. So don't forget. I got my money ready, and I'm gonna make sure. And also. For those that are on my Facebook Live, I'm going to show you guys how you can do it if you never purchase tickets. You see this on, on Ticketmaster, be in the know, get a ticket uh, text if more tickets become available. So you want to get a text, if you want to get that, make sure that's updated, and also you see that, so most definitely, I believe Baby Se- Babyface will be the headliner, and this will be at Every Crown Theater. So hopefully, I am praying that she released a new album or some new singles to perform, that will be perfect. This is on May 13th, 2017 at 8 p.m. at the Erie Crown Theater. Yeah, you can clearly see. It's a real, it's a nice space. I've been to the Crown Theater multiple times. No, I've never been to Erie Crown Theater. So this will be my first time going to Erie Crown Theater, but I've been in the Chicago Theater. I've been in the uh, Star Plaza Theater in Indiana, but I've never been to the Erie Crown Theater. So this will be my first time attending. So in 10 days, you can purchase your tickets. It's very important to purchase your tickets when they first come out because you get the best seats. And for the best prices. So I'll be doing that. So hopefully, and it's for Mother's sake, I want to take my mommy. <laughs> I want to take my mommy. But singing up, Randy. I'm going to play drum life, and we'll be right back. Five one six eight seven one eight one five 516 is a call-in number. Always remember that Wiley's show will always go live. When I go live, we talk about everything from entertainment, politics, from also celebrity gossip. We got to keep this going, keep this show going. We got 29 minutes left, and on this next 29 minutes, I'm going to play some artist music because I always want to play Artists that's out here. So my first artist that I'm going to play, I'm going to play Fly Young, or not Fly Young Red, Fly Boy Rich Preach. So 28 minutes, nothing but music from independent artists.
4: I came up from nothing, I not bitches, they look at me, bitches, they look at me. Niggas went law, now look who I took with me, look who I took with me. All damn ho, I be at the top where these niggas can't preach. Blowing money fast, man, it's worth the big meats man. They don't want none, tell these niggas go to sleep. Little niggas say, preach, church. I be praying for my sins, man. I keep this shit a hundred and my shorty is the sin. Little niggas say, church, preach. I be praying for my sins, man. I keep this shit a hundred and my shorty is the sin. Little niggas say, church, Nigga, I'm ballin', that shit is a specialty, Shit is a specialty. I got my strikes, man. I should be a referee. Should be a referee. Getting these checks, but nobody correctin' me. It's fuck you the haters, but my ex especially specially. I be wildin' out, Nick cannon, i am a show. Getting hand from a singer, show a tennis, let it flow Boys in the hood, I be feelin' like I'm dope. When well, your girl I got her too, she ain't nothing but a hoe. No. Shit is I play, nigga. Where is my Andy? A the flow, nigga. Your shit is Andy. Get money from cameo, your is like candy. I'm killing your dear, turn your bitch to my baby. Lil' niggas say freak. Great. Feeling like a passer, fuck then I pass her, fuck then I pass her Chains in the whips, feeling like a slave master, like a slave master She calling when the fuck, I'm like Ivo, i on the answer, I i on the answer Going through them walls, nigga feeling like I'm Casper, nigga that's dope I came up from nothing, now bitches they look at me, bitches they look at me Niggas went law, now look who I took with me. Look who I took with me. All damn ho, I be at the top where these niggas can't reach. Blowing money fast, man, it's worth a big meat, Man, they don't want none Tell these niggas go to sleep. Little niggas say, preach. Church, I be praying for my sins, man. I keep this shit a hundred and my shorty is the ten. Little niggas say, church. I be praying for my sins, man, I keep this shit a hundred and my shorty is a
1: friend Man, I feel like, like on the
4: like man, I- little niggas can't hold me On the man, niggas still can't control me And they grill if they ever try to mold me The shit that I'm spitting got me feeling like the old me ah, they spittin I they spitting fire, I've been fired Too plain, my shit flyer These loosest niggas that been hired They lying, building they empire Yeah, fuck what you thought and you heard Niggas ain't built for the street. That's why they create us. I walk from the curb oh they hit a nerve, you a little man, I'm all the way in jackin' ass. I'm the shit, nigga, that's why I have to ask. Every time she see me, she be playing with the D, but she do it so far with a hackin' ass. Ah They need some convincing, a rapper like Vincent. Niggas can't see me, they losin their senses. I'm running them back and like my and I think them I'm feeling like the best out. Tell me who the best out. Ah, stretch mark, lead a nigga stressed out. Boy, check in, lead a nigga checked out. Treat him like previously lead a little nigga test out. Nigga, that's out. I came up from nothing, now bitches, they look at me, bitches, they look at me. Niggas went lower, now look who I took with me, look who I took with me. All damn ho, i be at the top where these niggas can't reach. Blowing money fast, man, it's worth the big meats Man, they don't want none Tell these niggas go to sleep. Little niggas say, preach, church. I be praying for my sins, man. I keep this shit a hundred and my shorty is a ten. Little niggas say, church, preach. I be praying for my sins, preach. man. I keep this shit a hundred and my shorty is a ten. Little niggas say, church,
5: I no paper. Happy, happy. Crime scene, nigga, yeah, Sherlock Holmes. Uh-huh. Money in the bag like puppy cones. Yeah. I'll, I'll cut your bluff, these niggas ain't nope. tough. I'm a diamond in a rough, you niggas, it's rhymes. I'll pull up to your function. Interruption, yep. it's about to yep. go down yep. like a dungeon runner drill. All these niggas under construction. This right here's a rap bitch, abduction. Yeah. I got shit on lock like a dreadhead, nigga. <laughs> I'm raw like Digger. Ain't nobody else, I'll so hard, motherfuckers wanna find me. Uh-huh. Like, nigga, uh-huh. naughty, like Charlie. i make a ride on it like a Harley. But I doubt we can swing that route, cause these niggas like Justin B. But sorry. <laughs> Singing host once in yeah, Who got the keys to the Jeep? Grand Cherokee Trick or treat That nigga deer still out here looking cheap Jeep, Like a deal, niggas rolling in the deep If these niggas got a problem from the
1: party, rack, the crack,
5: Rack 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 rack. rack turn me to a savage. When you see me, it's tragic I check a bag, no bragging I'm hauling ass, no lagging They said, damn, I keep you magic I said, getting high my passion And niggas check my fashion They talking shit, but I'm backing I'm a lifer, they matches Finna let these niggas have it I'm starting up some havoc no TV, so I'm with happening. Fuck them i say salad. Uh, him, don't lose balance. Uh,
4: Truck him I'm like trapping. Gotta so get these Rick niggas Do they want it with most? Say, man, I guess that depends. He out his shitting
2: on. Somebody get him, depends. I just love to show love. I was never a fan. He better stop on my shade because I hate to lay hands. Ain't no Queens nigga fucking with me. They don't have to go get 50. When I mention Queens, I ain't talkin' Nikki, that's a city. Man, fuck that other Bush Queen. When most, i leave them dead on arrival. i stomp them out like a roach Newton tenant in the game, these rappers up for eviction, if I gotta catch a charge, I'ma face that conviction Keep so many blades tucked like Rickens in the kitchen, and when he rap his aims, also what the lucky pitching, like
5: Racklin' turn into a savage. when you see me, it's tragic I check a bag, no bragging, I'm hauling ass, no lagging, they said damn I keep you magic, I said getting high is my passion, and niggas take my fashion, they me shit but I'm back I'm a lighter. they matches, finna let these niggas have it. I'm starting up some havoc. no TV, so I'm what's happening. Fuck them, Pompey Salad. fuck them, don't lose balance. Truck them like you trappin', trapping, finna give these niggas.
1: Shine. I can only be myself, live out everything I see on TV, and as much as I would want to, I know that there's gotta be a better way to do this thing, and get caught up in who you want me to be.
6: I